Bokers, I want to thank our sponsors for our Amunashir, the series for the year, Dr. Zavi and Bella Morgan, who sponsored it in memory of our dear friend, Brian Galbit, Baruch Tzvi ben Ruvein Nasson, who was a model and an inspiration and continues every day to inspire us with the way he lived his life and the way he lived this world, both of them with unwavering Amuna in Hashem. I also want to thank uh, sponsors of today, Hanan and Shira Averbach, who are sponsoring in memory of Shira's grandmother, Yitel Rachel Bas Iran Karsel, who just passed away recently, a Holocaust survivor, a woman of extraordinary resiliency and faith, and our learning should be Le'iloi Nishmasa to elevate her soul. And lastly, today sponsored this just in from Rita Rubin and really all of us. Our uh, dear friend Sam Rubin is having surgery right now, scheduled surgery, Yehoshua ben Fruma. It should go well and you should have a speedy and a complete Rafua Shlema. We have been studying together a beautiful piece um, by Rav Schwartz, Ravita Mashur, it's called Daz Bizchonecha, Know Your Bitachon, trying to define Bitachon and trying to inspire and motivate further Bitachon. Who doesn't need Bitachon? Who doesn't need a little bit more faith during this time? I saw a fascinating study last night uh, that tracked different religions, whether coronavirus and the pandemic has increased faith, has had no change to faith, or has decreased faith. And it's interesting that in other religions, it has increased faith, there's a large number, uh, but the Jewish people, we've essentially remained the same. I think only 7% say it's increased their faith, and the overwhelming majority feel it's the same. And there's a lot of ways to interpret that data, why the Jewish people are, so to say, unimpressed or unmoved by this particular crisis, maybe because we've seen and we've lived through and we've survived many before, that this one, of course, not for the people directly affected, God forbid, but those for whom being affected means being at home. This is not the worst crisis that we've been through. There's a lot of ways to interpret this data. But who doesn't need emuna? Who doesn't need greater faith in this time? So we've been spending the time defining what is this bitachon? How is it that you live a life with a greater sense of mindfulness or presence of the Almighty, His hand resting on our shoulder, His guiding and curating and choreographing our lives, leaning on Him for support, feeling a gratitude for all that happens. You woke up this morning and you're here with me on this technology. And at least for now, it's all flowing and it is all uh, streaming seamlessly. What gifts that we have. This remarkable weather, it's May, and it's been beautiful outside, at least here in South Florida. How extraordinary, and what a blessing that was unexpected during this time. Hashem is absolutely everywhere if you look for Him. And when you look, you see, and when you see, you feel, and when you feel, and that's our topic for today, you're filled with a greater sense of serenity and tranquility. Who doesn't need that? Who doesn't need that? Even when you think that you're calm, cool, collect on the outside, like the duck flowing along the top of the water, it's paddling like mad underneath that water. I recently I was talking to my dentist. I said, when are you reopening? I need to make an appointment. I'm having a problem with a gap between my tooth. And he looked at me and he said, he was passing by. I saw him at a healthy social distance. And he said to me, I hate to tell you, Rabbi, but you know why you're having that problem? Because you're grinding your teeth in your sleep. You think you're calm, cool, collect on the outside. You think you got it together. You think you have such a muna. You think everything is so amazing. You think you can absorb and take it all. He didn't say all this, I'm paraphrasing. He said, but when you close your eyes and you fall asleep, you're subconscious, you're grinding your teeth because you're anxious. Who's not anxious? Who's not anxious to get back to life? Who's not anxious to go on? Who's not anxious to pick up where we left off? Who's not anxious to resume life the way we knew it? Who's not anxious about whether we and the people we love will remain healthy? Who's not anxious about their finances and the economy? Who's not anxious about a million and one things? So how do we achieve a sense of serenity and peace? How can we make sure not to grind our teeth while we're sleeping or while we're awake? How can we, set, how can we discover a level of a menuchas ha-nefesh? 
And that is our topic for today. So we've defined bitachon as walking into the situation and knowing it's stacked in our favor. That you don't have to feel that you're confronting. There is no tension, there's no friction, there's no conflict. If you look at our external lives, we wake up every day and it's defined by conflict. I don't want to get out of bed. Am I going to eat the right thing? Am I behave the right way? And what will the news be telling me? And will the world cooperate with me? And will my family fall in line? And will everything flow easily? Where our lives from when we wake up till we go to sleep are filled with conflict. But if you live with bitachon, then you live your inner self. If you channel that inner voice, if you look through that inner lens, then you see a world of harmony and tranquility. You see a world which is choreographed by the great puppeteer who's pulling the strings, the Almighty, the Ribbono Shalom. So let's continue. There's a lot more we've said in the past. We've reviewed it several times. Let's continue. The author of the Chovas Halavavos, Rabachya Ibn Pekuda. The Chovas Halavavos explains Bitachon as follows. Listen to this quote. And again, I apologize, you don't have the sources, but I'll translate and try to read slowly and clearly. The essence of a life of Bitachon is the peace and the serenity of the Boteach. How do you know what is the measure or metric to determine whether in fact you are successfully living a life of Bitachon? Does it translate to you having calm? you have peace. A person who's frantic and scattered, a person who's flustered, a person who's worried, a person who's anxious, they may have lip service of bitachon. They may say, Baruch Hashem, Be'ezus Hashem, Chastei Hashem. They may know how to pay lip service to faith and bitachon. But if you're flustered and you're anxious and you're angry, if you're running and you're, if you have no calm and no peace and serenity, if you're not able to accept Hashem's will and the world after you've done your initiative, then you may think that you're living with bitachon, but it's superficial, it's only on your lips. The measure, the metric to evaluate whether it's in fact in your heart, are you successfully tapping into and living with bitachon, is the menuchas nefesh haboteach. Whether the boteach, the one who's supposed to have the bitachon, in fact has menuchas nefesh. Calm, peace, have it together. So the way to know whether you have bitachon is, do you have peace, do you have serenity? And does your heart trust the one you're supposed to be putting your faith in, that they will do what is right in the matter that you're entrusting to them? Not will they do what you want. If you only trust and you look for the person, the being, in this case God, to do exactly what you want, then you're not trusting in Him, you're trusting in whom? In yourself. You're trusting in your evaluation, in your analysis, in what you want the world to be. And then you say, God, here's the deal. I know you're the omnipotent, infinite, all-knowing God, and I'm just this finite, pathetic, isvarf, nebach, maneuver, low life. But I'll tell you what, here's what I think should happen, and I'd like you to conform. I'd like you to make the world react and fit to exactly the way I drew it up, God. I want my husband, my wife, my children to say, to do, to act, to look exactly like this. I want the stock market to react like this. I want the pandemic, I want the governor, I want the president, I want the task force to do exactly like this. So God, here, I have bitachon. I have trust that you'll do exactly what I want. I have trust you'll get me that girl, I have trust you'll get me that car, I have trust you'll help me get that watch and that job. I trust that you'll do exactly what I want. In whom are you trusting? Not God yourself, your own analysis, your own, uh, your own view of the world. That's not bitachon, that's not trust in Him. That's arrogance, that's ego, that's asking the omnipotent, all-knowing, perfect God to in fact conform and submit and mold Himself into you. That's backwards. That's not what we believe, God forbid. Bitachon is God, 
I put my trust and faith in you that I've taken my initiative, I've given my all, I've done everything I could, and now I trust that however it will turn out is in my best interest. I trust that you will do what is right. And if I can put my trust in you that it'll come out however it's meant to be, then what do I have to worry about? What do I have to be afraid of? What do I have to be anxious about? What do I have to be angry or jealous about? I trusted in you, Hashem. If I missed the flight, I missed the flight. I left on time. It wasn't my fault. It was a supernatural act. And if the world, I'm taking all my precautions, I'm following all my guidelines and whatever's going to happen, it is what's meant to happen. It has been orchestrated from above. And therefore, not only do I not have anything to worry about, I can walk with confidence with my head held high and ultimately with a sense of calm and serenity that it's all going to happen the way it's meant to be. And therefore... I'm good to go. So the Balachobos HaLavavos Rabbeinu Bachia defines bitachon is the measure of bitachon, the metric. When we're done today, take your bitachon pulse, take your bitachon temperature. And what is the thermometer? What is the mechanism to take your bitachon pulse or temperature? Measure your menuchas hanefesh. Are you frantic? Are you frazzled? Are you losing your cool? Is your, are you moody? Are you anxious? You have to ask yourself, how's your bitachon? Are you calm and serene? and tranquil. And today, Wednesday, May 6th, today, ER, what is, what do I have to do today? I'm going to do what I have to do, and I'm going to do the best I have to do, and whatever life throws me after that, it's what's meant to be. Calm, cool, collect. It's going to be an amazing day. Today is going to be a great day. Every day is going to be a great day, because I have menuchas nefesh, because I have Hashem in my life. How do you achieve that? How do you get there? Is it that you listen to Goldberg Wednesday mornings and it's that simple that carries you, that charges you for the entire week? Oh, I was going to get anxious Friday, Sunday, Monday, but I have to make it to Wednesday and that reminds me, don't get anxious. It's that easy? Don't get anxious? No, no. How do you get to that place when you live your life there is no opposition, there's no friction, there are no obstacles, as we've been developing from Rav Schwartz. Not that I wake up and I'm fighting the world and I'm battling every moment of the day, but I wake up and I realize I have nothing to fight. I wake up and I realize that it's all flowing seamlessly, it's from Hashem. Does that mean that it's all going to go right in the way I want? No. God forbid people get sick and there are financial challenges and there's friction with people. But it means whatever I face, I have the strength, Whatever I face, I have the resiliency. Whatever I face, I have the love and support of Hashem. Whatever I face, it's what I meant to face to help me realize and become the person I meant to be. So when I wake up and I begin my day knowing there is no hisnagdas, there's no opposition. There is no opposition party. Imagine you're, you're a, a um, candidate and there's no opponent. There's no opposition. If you have an, op- an opponent and there's an opposition party, then you're having to convene your campaign team and you're having to strategize and you're having to raise money and you're having to fight and you're having to... But if you wake up and you have no opponent, you're good to go. You're pretty confident on election day when there's no other name on the ballot. It's a pretty sure thing that you're going to come out the winner. We have no opposition. There is no opponent. There is no, there is no opposition uh, in the government. There is no one we have to campaign against. We know that we're on the ballot, we're going to come out. How does it look when we come out? That's up to Hashem. But we're able to live with a level of a menuchas nefesh. When you're occupied, when you're filled in a state of war, of battling, how do you have peace? You're battling your diet, you're battling your exercise, you're battling to learn, you're battling to dive with Kavana, you're battling your spouse, you're battling your children, you're battling work, you're battling the stock market, you're battling the environment, you're battling nature, you're battling coronavirus. All you do is battle. 
I don't know about you, if I battled all day and we do battle all day, you collapse of exhaustion at the end of the day. You're a shmata, you're a gurnish, you're nothing. You're battling homeschooling and you're battling having no housekeeper, having cut down on the housekeeper. And you're battling having frozen your spending to what is, uh, to what is essential. And you're battling, it's exhausting. You're battling living on top of people that you weren't meant to spend 24-7 with. You're battling finding yourself in roles that you were not designed to do. You're battling every moment of the day. So by the end of that day, you're a shmata. You're exhausted. It's as if you've been hit by and then run over several times by an 18-wheeler tractor-trailer truck. You're exhausted. But if you live life with menucha sanefesh, I'm not battling anything. Ah, it's a different role. It's uncomfortable. It's inconvenient. It's awkward. I'm not battling. It's where I'm meant to be. I'm not battling with the economy and figuring out how I'll pay the bills. It's what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not battling the fact that I have to homeschool in 17 different devices and is the Wi-Fi going to be working and will the kid cooperate and is the teacher any good? I'm not battling. This is all what I'm meant to face today. And I walk into that day with bitachon, with calm and serenity and tranquility. I'm going to do my best and I'm going to take my initiative and I'm going to live my life the best version of myself. And after that, I'm going to sit back. If you have one of these chairs, you can literally sit back. I'm going to sit back. With menuchas nefesh, Hashem, take it away. The rest is up to you. There is no milchama. I'm not battling. Kishem battling. I'm proud to tell you that in this coronavirus pandemic, Baruch Hashem, I've tried to be very careful with my eating habits, trying to be healthy, especially now. And I've lost a bunch of weight. But you know what? Someone, I won't mention who, it's possible I married her almost 23 years ago, bought my kryptonite into the house. She went to Trader Joe's and she got the corn chips. Have you eaten the corn chips from Trader Joe's? Those things are unbelievable. I don't care how disciplined and vigilant. I don't care how good your mindset. I don't care how much you've been winning the battles. Those corn chips come in the home. I told her, it's like you just put alcohol in front of an alcoholic. It's like you gave an addict exactly what they're addicted to. She meant, well, she's trying to help test me and help me become the best version of myself. It's not her fault. It's a lie. It's all on me. So I had a bad day. Bag of corn chips from Trader Joe's gave in despite all the progress I had made. So do you beat yourself up? Do you say I lost that battle, so therefore I'm a nebuch, I'm a nothing? What's the point? I might as well gain it all back. I might as well give in and eat unhealthy again. Or you say no, with bitachon, with menucha sanefesh. I lost that battle, but you know what? I'm going back to realize for whatever reason that was meant to be. I had a, a brain freeze and I lost my capacity to fight and I made a mistake. What do I learn from it? Was it late at night and I shouldn't have opened the cabinet because when you're vulnerable and you're hungry for the munch, whatever you learn from it, don't do it again. But have a menuchas nefesh that today's going to be a great day and today I'm going to have the power. Today I'm going to get through. This is our goal. This is our goal. You want to live a long life. You want to live a happy life. You want to live a spiritual life. You want your relationships to be rich in life. Then you need menuchas nefesh because nobody wants to be around and nobody wants to get along with somebody who's frazzled, who's angry, who's anxious, who's moody, who's reactive. You want to get along with somebody who's calm, cool, and collect no matter what and in all circumstances. Menucha sanefesh. It's what we're craving. It's what we want for ourselves. And it's what we want to see in others. And the answer is in our hands. The answer is bitachon. Understand, submit, forfeit, relinquish, 
turn to Hashem. I'm going to take my initiative. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do everything I have to do. I'm going to put those corn chips behind lock and key, a combination that I won't have. I'm going to take all my initiative and everything I have to do. And afterwards, I'm going to let go and let God. There is no battling. There's no mochama. There's no war in my life. Because when I'm battling, when there's war, it is taking away my menuchas nefesh for the Jewish people when they entered the land seven years of conquest and seven years of settling and then they had menucha so we too we have to battle but afterwards when we battle and we earn this attitude and mentality of emuna so I want to come back to something Rav Schwartz told us previously that emuna is not a momentary decision emuna is not a behavior emuna is a mindset Bitachon is not a, a, an act, and Bitachon is not even a character trait. Bitachon is a mindset, it's a perspective, it's a vision and a view of the world. When I look at the world through my Amuna Bitachon glasses, then all I see is peace, tranquility, and harmony in the universe. I see Hashem doing things exactly the way they're meant to be. But if I take off my Bitachon glasses and I look at a world, all I see is friction, all I see is fighting, all I see is battling, and I wonder, will I have what I need? Will I have what it takes to get through? Root, the core, the peros. If you want to measure the metric, do you have bitachon? Do you have menuchas nefesh? Do you have peace? Do you have serenity? shekula menucha. I don't know about you, we might be living in the same world. Sometimes you have this. In fact, sometimes this can create some conflict even within a home where one of the spouse, one of the parties in the home has no problem remaining calm, cool, collect, putting their trust in Hashem, going with the flow, rolling with the punches, adjusting, flexible, whatever needs to happen. And the other is high-strung and type A and anxious and micromanaging and controls everything and flies off the handle and is always frazzled and anxious and worried. And now you have friction between the two. You have friction between the two. But if you want to enter a world of kulo menucha, a world where there is no battling, then you simply wake up and you say, there's no problem. So the one who always is worried and anxious says to the other, why are you always so calm? It's so aggravating. It's so angering. It's so annoying. How come you're always rolling with the punches? How come you're always so calm? Why aren't you anxious? And the answer is, because I trust. I'm doing what we have to do. I'm taking our initiative. And beyond that, I'm not going to lose my blood pressure. I'm not going to gain diabetes. I'm not going to have autoimmune disorder. I'm not going to have mental health illness. I'm not going to cause pressure on my relationships. A person who's nimtza betfisa she'ein melchamos. If you can live with a perspective and a worldview, if you can craft your life and lifestyle to be a place where there is no battle, there are no wars, there is no friction, then you're living in a place shekula menucha. That is all, that is all peace and quiet. So at first glance, when you read the statement of the of the Chovas Alvavos, you say, yeah, you know when you have Menuchas HaNefesh? When everything's going well. When Hashem provides everything you need. When everything works out the way you want it to. That's when you have peace and serenity, Menuchas HaNefesh. But that's not what the Balach Chovas Alvavos means. What Rabbeinu Bachya means is, you know how you can have Menuchas HaNefesh? You don't need Menuchas HaNefesh when everything's going well. When everything is smooth sailing and everything is amazing, you got to skip in your step. 
You're whistling Dixie. You got, you're dancing the Kazatska. When everything's going well, you don't need someone to teach you how to have menuchas and nefesh. Life is fantastic. When your portfolio is flying high, when you've made a ton of money, when you've come back from an amazing family vacation, when you have love, love and romance in the air, when the doctor tells, gives you a clean bill of health, when everything's going fantastic, you don't need to work on menuchas and nefesh. It's simple. When do you need it? It's when things are not going well. When it feels like something is missing, when you need to compensate, when you need to dig deep and figure out how can I live with peace and serenity, even when it feels like, even when it feels like I'm missing so much, that's when it's needed. That's when it's needed. In fact, the same Balchovas Alavavos, the same Balchovas Alavavos writes in his Chovas Alavavos. He describes there was a tefillah. I'm reading to you from the Chovas Alavavos. There was one of the Hasidim, Rabbi Nebach, lived in the 11th century in Spain. So when he talks about the Hasidim, he doesn't mean the students of the Bashem Tov who wear the fuzzy furry hats. He means the Hasidim, the early pious people. That one of the Hasidim, Shaya Omer, would say, In their davening, every day, in their davening, they would say, Hamakom. Hamakom is another name for God. Hashem, save me, spare me, mi pizur hanefesh. What is pizur hanefesh? scattering, fragmenting of my soul. What is Pizur HaNefesh? Mahu Pizur HaNefesh? So he gives an answer. This is Pizur HaNefesh. And in fact, Rav Avadya Bortanura, one of the commentaries on the Mishnah, quotes this. When the Mishnah says, Mar Bedaiga, Mar Benachasa, Mar Bedaiga, the more things you have, the more worry you have. The more things can go wrong, the more things you have to take care of. And the Bartanura writes, Shema Yagzuluhu Mimenu. The more things you have, the more you have to worry someone's going to steal or rob them. Maybe somebody's going to kill you for them. So this chassid that the Chovos HaLevavos, that the Rebbeinu Bachya alludes to, says, I have many things, so my brain is scattered, I'm worried, I'm thinking about them, I'm very concerned about them, and therefore my whole day I'm never fully mindful, I'm never fully present, I'm never fully focused, I never have menuchas hanefesh, because my mind is pizur hanefesh. What a beautiful tefillah, hamakom, Hashem yatzilenu, spare me, spare me from being so fragmented and divided, so fearful and so anxious. And instead, Hashem, supply me, give me a menuchas hanefesh, give me a sense of peace and a sense of serenity, give me a sense of, of confidence and calm that you are in my life and therefore I have nothing to fear, I have nothing to worry. When do we tap into this? When do we experience this? So he continues, I'm back in Rav Schwartz. When do we tap into this? I want to just tell you a great, a great quote from uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain once said, I have known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. I've known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. Is that not a description of the Jewish psyche? I've known a great many troubles. We, we forfeit and concede our own happiness, our own serenity, our own relationships for the many troubles that never happened. But what if, and what will be, and why? Everyone knows, you know, my favorite joke. You all know my favorite joke. I've told it many, many times. But you're kind, so you're, those uh, who have their screens on will laugh anyway. You all know my favorite joke. The Italian says, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I must have a glass of wine. The Russian says, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I must have a glass of vodka. And the American says, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I must have a glass of soda. And the, the Irish say, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I must have a glass of scotch. And the Jew says, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I must have diabetes. Everybody knows that one, right? And why is that hilarious? Like any good joke, because it rings true. 
Everyone else says, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I'm going to get a drink. The Jew says, I'm tired and I'm thirsty. Our mind takes us immediately to the worst. I'm tired and I'm thirsty. I must have diabetes. Mark Twain, I've known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. So many of these troubles were manufactured in our mind. We create and manufacture problems that don't even exist and are unlikely to ever come to fruition. Menuchas HaNefesh, you want that serenity, you want that peace, you want that happiness, you want that health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. It's all in that one word, bitachon. How is our mindset? How do we live our lives? What are the glasses we see? Do we think that we're in control? Do we micromanage? Do we go into this, this power struggle with God? Or do we concede that I'm going to do my best, I'm going to take my initiative, I'm going to let go, I'm going to let God, the rest Hashem is up to you. You're in charge, so what am I worried about? I'm doing my best, and after that, it's all up to you. I have nothing to, f- to fear, I have nothing to worry. And now, Rav Schwartz tells us, we all tap into this, we have access to this, we experience this one day a week. When is it? That's right, Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh Nikris Yom Menucha. Shabbos is called Yom Menucha. In our Zmiros, and our Davening, how do we refer to Shabbos? As Yom Menucha. It is a day of peace, a day of serenity. Why we Shabbos is a day of menucha? In what way is it menucha? For the person who has to cook, clean, serve, it's not such a day of menucha. For the person who has to watch the little kids without the help of technology, not such a day of menucha. So how do you define menucha? Menucha doesn't necessarily mean a day of rest physically. What menucha means is for 25 hours we take our problems and we put them up on the shelf. From when I light candles to Friday afternoon to I light the Havdalah candle on Motzei Shabbos, I have a 25-hour place of refuge. I have a 25-hour break. I have 25 hours of calm. That's why we call Shabbos Me'ein Olam Haba. I'll give you a little shameless plug. Every Friday at 6 p.m. we get together on Zoom, YouTube Live. If you're watching on YouTube Live, please subscribe to the channel. Every uh, Friday we get together. Right now, our shul is still closed at 6 p.m. for 15 minutes of Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. We try to charge the moment. We go into Shabbos not frazzled and not last minute and not rushed, but with a mindset of what Shabbos is going to be. And we've created a WhatsApp group that you can join where every Friday morning you'll wake up to a message, a very short message, about how to turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. Join that WhatsApp group. So what are the message that we're constantly talking about? That Shabbos is me'ein olam haba. It's a 25-hour refuge and reprieve. Six days a week, I'm tied to the news, I'm tied to the data, I'm tied to the curve, I'm tied to the statistics, I'm tied to the guidelines, I'm tied to what's going to be. And one day a week, I disconnect to connect to my root, to my core, to my health, to return, to rejuvenate, to restore. One day a week, 25 hours, lighting the candles Friday till I light that Havdalah candle on Motei Shabbos. For 25 hours, there's not a worry in the world. I sing my Zmiros, and I learn my Torah, and I play my board games, and I tell my jokes, and I laugh. And whether I'm by myself doing all of those things or I have others around me, I'm able to tap into 25 hours. I read, I sleep. It's 25 hours of serenity. Ah, what about all the to-do? I gotta do the laundry and I gotta do the dishes and I gotta check the news and I've gotta worry about how I'm gonna pay the bills. It will all be waiting for you, Motzei Shabbos. All of that will be there, Motzei Shabbos. 25 hours. I actually try to go through the exercise of a mental mindset that Friday as Shabbos begins, I take all those problems, I take them out of my head, and I put them up on a shelf. And I won't look at it, and I won't think about it. And in fact, we learn from a Pasuk in Yeshaya that we're not allowed to daber davar, you're not allowed to talk about dibru shachol on Shabbos. You can't talk about those things on Shabbos. We've been challenging ourselves in the Goldberg home to try to make it through Shabbos meals without saying the word coronavirus, COVID, pandemic. 
a list of words you're not allowed to say. Not allowed to say. Not because we're foolish and it doesn't exist. Not because we violate guidelines on Shabbos as if somehow Shabbos will protect you. But because that's a vachadika. It's a weekday topic. We don't talk about that. The stock market or the economy, those are not Shabbos topics. Shabbos topics are, are light and laughter and fun. They're thought-provoking and thought-stimulating. Shabbos topics are meaning and things that will bind us together and not drive us apart. Things that we have in common, not the things that divide us. The Daber Dabar, talk about not Dibru Shalchot, Dibru Shabbos. Talk about Shabbos topics and put together a list of rules. Hang it on, your, on the wall of your home. Let everybody buy in. These are the words we don't use and these are the topics that we can talk about. And Shabbos for 25 hours, our blood pressure is going to come down. For 25 hours, our immune system is going to recover. For 25 hours, we're not going to grind our teeth in our sleep. For 25 hours, nothing is wrong because it is me'ein olam haba. It's a taste of the world to come. And that is the meaning and the definition of why Shabbos is synonymous. Shabbos is yom menucha. It is a day of peace and it's a day of rest because everything I just described, imagine peace and rest from the laundry, the shopping, the disinfectant. It's a piece of rest from the bills and the finances and the pandemic and the news. That's Yom Menucha Taka. I'm not lacking anything. I'm not missing anything. You know, on a weekday, my Shemona Esrei, three times a day is how long? 19 brachas. Three at the beginning of praise, three at the end of gratitude, 13 in the middle, request, bakasha. Hashem, Give me knowledge, give me health, give me justice, give me redemption, give me, give me, give me, please, 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 I need, I need, I need. Shabbos is not 19 brachas, how long is it? Seven. The same three at the beginning of praise, the same three at the end of gratitude, and how many in the middle? Not 13 of needs, one bracha. Mekadesh HaShabbos. One bracha. The number seven is completion, it's wholeness, it's a unit, it's the creation of the world. During the week, I have all these needs, but Shabbos, my Shemona Esrei, Seven brachas long. One bracha in the middle, no request, no needs. Mekadesh HaShabbos. In fact, the halacha is on Shabbos, you're not allowed to ask for your needs. There's a whole halachic literature and discussion. How can we say, on Shabbos, when you're not allowed to ask for your needs? For another time. But you're not allowed to insert into your davening your own needs on Shabbos. Why? Because Shabbos were meant to feel, I have no needs. I'm whole. I have everything I need. One day a week. So you'll say it's pretend, it's make-believe, it's not real. I do have needs, why am I pretending? Because I need to live in that world in order to know which is the real world of make-believe and which is the reality. The one in which I have needs or the one in which I feel complete. And so, one day a week, I put it all up on the shelf and I'm able to tap into and I'm able to fill and I'm able to live with menucha. Beautiful. Says Rav Schwartz, Chazal don't promise us that if you live with Menucha on Shabbos, then you'll make Havdalah and you'll turn on the news and it'll turn out everything's the way you wanted it to be. It turns out that the world conformed to your will. That's not what it means that if you live Shabbos properly, you have menucha. What it means is, what it means is, the menucha of Shabbos is despite the fact that during the world, it may not be, the week, it may not be exactly the way you want. For 25 hours, it's me'ein olam haba. 25 hours, it's a taste of the world to come. It's a taste of the world the way it could and the way it will be. We'll go on, maybe we'll pick up with this next time. But I'll end by telling you this. The Gemara say, Chazal say, the Zohar says, that Talmidei Chachamim are Bebechinas Shabbos the whole week long. 
Talmidei Chachamim have the status of keeping Shabbos all week. What does that mean? They don't do the 39 acts of creative labor all week long? That's not what it means. What it means is exactly this. The menuchas nefesh, the calm, the peace, the confidence that results from knowing that Hashem is in charge, they both, they're able to experience not just one day a week on Shabbos, they're able to tap into an experience each and every day. The righteous live with that calm and that confidence regularly, and so can you, and so can we. We can, we can and we must. I made a one-minute motivation video back in the days we were allowed to be together. We'll get back to them. I was, uh, had the privilege of being in a plane that I was able to get in the cockpit, and I did a one-minute motivation video on, are you the pilot or are you the passenger? We have a choice in our own life. Are you the pilot or are you the passenger? If you're the passenger, you know, you're putting your destiny in the hands of others. Are you the pilot controlling your life? To be the pilot of your life means I take my initiative and then I choose to live with Menucha. If you're the passenger, you see battles, you see turbulence, you see bad weather, you see delays, and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you choose to be the pilot of your own life, there is no turbulence, and there is no bad weather, and there is no delays. You're the pilot. Choose to look out through a windshield that all you see is menucha sanefesh. Look through the windshield of bitachon. Look through the windshield that you'll do what you need to do today. You'll take your initiative. You'll make your effort. We'll do everything we need to do today. But once we do that, we let go and we let God. And then we'll discover the menucha. This is not a momentary act and it's not a quality. It's a lifestyle. It's a filter. It's a vision. It's a perspective with which we view the world. And I promise you, this is the Ephraim Gober guarantee, that if we work on this together, it will transform our lives. Our relationships will improve. Our physical, mental health, spiritual health will all measurably improve. You'll go to sleep at night with a calm. You'll have more energy at the end of the day. You'll say, wow, where'd that come from? Why do I feel so calm right now? Because I've trained myself that rather than we react with pizur hanefesh, rather than react being scattered and fragmented and scrambled, rather than react with fear and worry and anxiety, I've trained myself to look at the world with calm. It's the way it's meant to be. I can roll with the punches. I can be flexible to whatever Hashem has in plan, has in store for me today. I can't wait to find out with a sense of Shabbos. Have a Yom Menucha, even today on this Wednesday, and each and every day, peace, happiness. Be happy, be holy, be healthy. Have a great day.